amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. <laughs> Nobody no who made this movie sense. knows how anything works. No, well, and also, okay, also, so like... Also, all the shit's still inside the church. Because then <laughs> immediately afterwards, he goes, come on, everybody, this church is open. And the chairs are still there. The crucifix yeah. is still in there. They were just going to demolish it with all the fuck with the fridge. And the homeless guy was still in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the homeless guy was still in there when they were demolishing this building. <laughs> they did not remove him. Just imploded on him. Oh, shit. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema in hopes of appeasing Lord Volgaron and one day seeing our families again. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, always a dreamy pleasure to see you. Oh, the bashful kick. <laughs> what to say. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, it's throbbingly good to see you, too. Mm, my panties are already in my mouth. <laughs> Eli always knows what to say. <laughs> so we're getting us, getting it started early. Run yeah, off exactly. all of those quite so listeners bashful. that don't belong. <laughs> so you tell us what are we going to be breaking down today? All right, we watched what would Jesus do? It's a tragic tale of Christian persecution, in which several characters must find Jesus in order to overcome immense hurdles like. Real estate profits, success in the music business, and the revival of the local economy. It's just mm-hmm. complete nonsense throughout. Yeah. It's the movie equivalent of listening to that untalented friend play you that new guitar song he's been working on. It's fucking like, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, wait, wait, Jesus got an A flat. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus on my leg. Wait, 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 for 94 minutes. Well, it's like, I got to tune again. I got to tune again. <laughs> Use it, the capo. <laughs> it really, really felt like somebody, like a buddy said, you should watch my movie. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So tell us, Eli, how bad was this movie? I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Look, it's not the worst made movie we've watched. It's not the worst idea movie we've watched. And it's like doesn't present as ideas as po- it doesn't praise Hiroshima or rape. <laughs> But it is the least enjoyable movie we have watched. I have never checked the time on anything more often than literally every 40 seconds. I'd be like, Oh, wow. It's only been 40 seconds. I can't. It is nuts. This movie is so bad. First of all, I want you to imagine that it's a normal 80s rom-com where they've got to save the ski center. But it's mm-hmm. about people who don't know how anything in the world works. No, That's what right. it's like. It's like, a, you know, any of those, like, we got to help our friends make it back to Berkeley. Except they're like, let's use a map. Now, nah, let's use this ham that I inscribed my grandmother's <laughs> initials on. That's this whole movie. This whole movie is just people going like, are books made out of tears? No, it's- what? <laughs> and all the other characters in this movie 
react accordingly. He's like, hey, man, I'm just going to sit at this table for a second. No, that's not how anything works. Come on, I'm not hurting anybody. That's not. Yeah, that's also it doesn't not- matter, but uh, it's nice that you're not. But uh- Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was because worst. I mean, that there's so many different categories that you could be worst at, and it was worse at a lot of them. So I'm wondering if anybody has any categories that they'd like to nominate this movie for, for like it's the worst in this category. For example, knowing how Earth works. Yeah, that's <laughs> if, if you were like an alien got a C on this movie. Like this was an alien's report on Earth, <laughs> and he got a C. They were like, Mark Clark, what are you doing? This is not at all what humans how. behave like. They don't just sit down wherever they want. And he was like, fuck it, my dad left, okay? And they're like, all right, C plus. I don't really know how to deal with you, Mark Clark. Oh, Mark Clark, how do I reach you? <laughs> yeah, no, also, also... There were so many weird little subplots that never went anywhere. Never or paid like, out. I mean, the, the, yeah, right, right. Like threads that never got tied together. Characters that just showed up for 15 minutes seemed to be central to the movie and then disappeared. They're still introducing characters an hour and 15 minutes into an hour and a half movie. Also, um, transitions. This is the worst oh. movie for trans. This is worse than <laughs> International Guerrilla J when it comes to transitions because the screen would black out. Like death. It was like an Adler death exercise. Every moment, just like, and you'd be like, oh my god, the TV's broken. No, no, that person just, just turned off their iMovie and turned it back on again. Did that on purpose. Well, what was hilarious is, I watched this on Hulu. It's free on Hulu, but you have to watch the commercials or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every time a commercial came on, I was like, oh, thank god. Woo. Oh man, Woo. Doritos, I missed you, man. I missed you real bad. <laughs> That was actually my easily my favorite part of the movie was the ads. They highlight for sure. <laughs> like there was that one from H and R Block with with all the cows, and they were so loud, and the people couldn't hear each other talking. It was it was delightful. Yeah, <laughs> it was really it was really great. And I had one more uh, category I wanted to nominate this one for. This is what I call uh, headphone horseshoeing moments. This is because I always watch these on my computer, and these are moments where you just like toss your headphones as though you're playing horseshoes. <laughs> you just you're just like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me, yeah. and you have to throw something, and that's the closest thing. Holy shit, there were a lot of those as well. Those are what I call the Anna Kamir moments. Because Anna usually makes it about three minutes into this movie, and then she's like, alright, that's enough of this. I'm gonna, go, <laughs> I'm gonna go throw our dog against the bedroom wall. And then, if there's a moment bad enough in the movie, I run into the room and I'm like, Anna, come on, you gotta see this. You gotta see this. He's about to let his mom get kicked out of the house too. He doesn't have to say secular song. Get in here. So fucking stupid I, well i feel like in honor of this movie i should just say something about onions and then start the interstitial without warning but my ocd won't let me skip the segue uh so i guess we'll take a quick break and then when we come back it's all the random nonsense and bullshit that is what would jesus do Something to do with that separation of church and state. But if your moral compass is blundering, then like me, you're probably wondering. When modern times really start to stink, what would an illiterate rabbi think when it comes to the poor and what to do with your sperm? I wanna ask the guy who didn't. 
might actually have a clue Buddha or Sagan or Neil deGrasse Tyson The picture on your motherfucking driver's license More useful than a schizophrenic Jew What would Jesus do? Despite our reservations, we're back for the breakdown. And in case you were wondering how bad this movie was going to be, it starts as though someone turned the camera on while they were still picking it up. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the, the first shot we shot. get is lens flare. Yeah, right into the sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All the hey people, did you enjoy this movie? It's all the fun of shining a light in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just downhill from there. It really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Lens fair is the high point of this movie because it reminded <laughs> me of J.J. Abrams. Yeah, right, right, exactly. For just a second, you could pretend you were watching Star Trek. Right. So, yeah, like, okay, so we get this shot, and it's so bizarrely cheap because they're clearly trying to make you think that they've got, like, a crane, but it's actually just a guy walking sideways across a few branches. <laughs> Daniel, just walk slower. Fuck you. God, okay, fine, sorry. <laughs> and uh, it, so we've got, um, it, it's... Just this ridiculous exposition scene to start off. We meet dad and, and his son, and they're going to go for the big fishing trip, and mom's pregnant, and boy, they're going to be driving late at night. Sure hope nothing bad happens to them. Right, exactly. They basically, the kid runs out, and he's like, hey, dad, I'm going to live forever, right? You sure are, son. Let's get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> go get your pregnant mom. I'm sure nothing bad will happen to us along the way. And her unborn child, who I love just as much as you, because it's a person. <laughs> Uh, so they, they are driving, we cut to them driving, and he pulls over on the side of this country road, and she's like, honey, what's the matter? And he's like, I realized I forgot to order those Bibles for the children's Sunday school. And she's like, you don't need to pull over when you remember stuff. You can just voice that. Can you not talk and drive at the same time, hon? Is what's... What's going on? I sure do hope we die soon. This this has been an 85-hour drive every time you remember that you might have to pee. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, so the kid, you know, the the kid's asleep. The mom says, boy, I sure hope we get there soon. These mountain roads are scary, and prototypical white families are killed on them constantly. And And he's like, honey, have faith. Literally, that's exactly what happens. He's like, honey, have a little faith. Irony. And and then they're murdered by more lens flare. They all die via lens flare and a horn honking. They all die via lens flare. 
And now we can't even get out of this scene without at least mentioning how horrible the music is in this movie. Thank you. I really, I did want to talk about that. The music in this movie is all for the first time you make love to a strong Apache man. It is not for a film. Littlefoot should be laying you down on a barefoot rug in a teapot somewhere. Oh my God. You definitely should not be to a Christian movie. If you told me the soundtrack to this movie was written sarcastically, yeah. like they, they, they like really got him down on the price and he originally said two grand and then they got him to one and he was just like, oh, okay, you want me to do a one grand version of the soundtrack? Here you go. <laughs> oh, look, driving on a car. <laughs> you like that? And they were just like, great job. Thanks so much, Rick. That. And he was like, fuck, that's going to be my name on it now. Ah. <laughs> Don't soundtrack angry, Rick. Don't soundtrack angry. So now we cut to the hospital. Apparently Johnny Depp and Bill Hader had a baby and he became the doctor in this scene. So we see the dad and he's um, now suffering from makeup of the face. (laughs) (laughs) Really bad. (laughs) Doctor, it appears he's got quite a bit of rouge under his eyes. (laughs) Is he going to make it? And the first sign of no one in this movie knows how anything works, he's hooked up to machines which are beeping, Mm -hmm. you know, the ones that check your pulse and your blood pressure, and the doctor (laughs) is checking his pulse and his blood pressure. It's like, hey man, that's what those machines are for. They're just not, they're not just ambient noise. He's got his little stethoscope checking the guy's heartbeat and you can hear it. Yeah, beep, beep. Dude, that's, that's what the beep is. Yeah, I don't trust machines. So, as is often the case, the, the doctor and the are standing over this comatose man talking about his his how his wife and his um son died in the car accident and they do it in the most bizarre way because the the nurse is like um so did the wife and and son make it and he's like no the wife was pregnant and the baby hung on and they're like oh did the baby make it no no it died too (laughs) yeah it's this weird moment because he goes she goes and the baby and if he's just said the wife and the son died Mm -hmm. and instead of going yeah baby died too he goes well it was a girl. She was born. She hung on. And then she died. And you wanted the nurse to be like, oh, weird that you would just not say also dead. <laughs> you would feel like, build were you trying to like build up the suspense of that moment? <laughs> we're doctors, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Steve, you gotta stop doing this. You know, I went to lunch the other day and I was gonna get Chipotle, but it was closed. I hate you, Steve. I hate you so much. <laughs> And right away, by the way, uh, Christian movie bingo, the doctor is an evil person. He says, you know, when, when they got to the hospital, the fetus had faint vital signs and the nurse immediately jumps in. How is the newborn? Newborn. Newborn. <laughs> human cor- being. Correcting your use of human fetus. Human being who should, should have newborn. a gun. Fucking <laughs> a vote. Evil scientist medicine wizard. Get it right. A voting gun. So now we got to three years later where... Greatest American hero, but fat, is getting out of a truck in some shithole town. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. Yeah. It's like, they, thanks for the ride. This looks like good drifting weather. I think I'll get out here. Look <laughs> yeah. all the people drifting around. It's beautiful. I just uh, farted in your car, so I'm going to go ahead and get out now. <laughs> now, okay, so we got to spend a minute on this character because, in a sense, he's oh, the main character. you're talking about normal-sized Peter Dinklage? Yes, I am. <laughs> Because that's exactly what this person looks like. He's just Peter Dinklage if he wasn't a little person. There you go. You picturing that? Because that's who this person is exactly. That's the guy. Yeah. So now this character, by the way, never gets a name in the movie. Not and to, to the point where, like on IMDb, he's just listed as the Drifter. 
Right. Okay, so then he's getting out of the truck. Now, apparently some guy has given him a ride or whatever. And on the way out of the truck, he's like, don't forget what we talked about. And the dude that's given him the ride is like, here, take some money. I'm like, is is there a non-gay sex way to interpret this scene? And like, like <laughs> well, what happened before this? Yeah. Also, he's got five crumpled ones. He's not offering him a lot of money. No. Like, Please, man, take this. Take this seven dollars. You can get a five dollar foot long, you know, after taxes and shit. And he's like, no, no, I can't take any money because I'm going to spend the next 40 minutes desperately seeking money. Yeah, right. <laughs> but in much less appropriate ways. This is far too cordial. I'm going to wait outside of people's offices and surprise ask them for jobs. <laughs> oh, so fucking weird. Okay, so now he walks by the two ugliest humans America has to offer, and we're going to linger on them for a while. Um, but when we first meet him, they're talking about, well, damn it, there's been more foreclosures this week. And the other guy is saying, well, when they elect me mayor, I'm going to bring economic prosperity to this town. Right. And I just want to point this out. He has said this is the sentence that the mayor – so the mayor is the bad guy in this movie. Well, the wannabe mayor. He's running for mayor. Yeah. The, right, the guy who is running for mayor – and his character ranges anywhere from civil servant trying to do his best to bond level volcano lair villain. <laughs> yes. But with no motivation either no, way. No, he like, just shifts. And, <laughs> and, and with no reason. If this character had schizophrenia, like if we saw a scene where he goes home and his wife like comes out of the closet with a kitchen knife and she's like, are you on your pills today? And he's like, yep. She's like, all right, fine. Here you go. <laughs> This character's motivations and actions would make sense. But since we don't have that scene, he's fucking crazy. Also, can we talk about the guy, he, the real estate guy that he's talking to? Because I've never seen a human being whose eyes looked so upset to be trapped in that face. Yeah. The guy looks like his tongue is going to shoot out any instant and grab a fly. <laughs> I was worried about him being so far from his fucking heating lamp. Those things are cold-blooded. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so Rango and the fucking mayor are, are wandering around through a town full of homeless white people. Right. This tiny town in the middle of California has a 90% homeless population. Yeah, at least. Right. At least. Every and scene. And everyone's Dickensian. Everyone's got, like, mud smeared yeah. on their face, despite <laughs> that they're white people in crisp, clean clothes. Right. And I'm sorry. Okay. We, we've all lived in New York. I've seen a lot of homeless people. I've never seen a homeless person with mud smeared on their head. Yeah. No, Never. there's seven homeless people on the walk to my bodega, uh -huh. and none of them are chimney sweeps. Right. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough. Uh, so now we cut to a church where uh, the guy from before that, that, that has family killed is a pastor with all of Sam Harris's warm inflections or whatever, standing <laughs> right, in his yeah. fucking thing going like, I don't know the fuck the... Uh, Jesus shit is anymore. I don't. Right. I don't and know. for the rest of this movie, until about 20 minutes before the end, this guy's acting note was droopy dog, but you know, on downers. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, can right. you give me Huckleberry Hound if he was trying to fight off a roofie? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Also, just like talk Ben about Stein this giving a eulogy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben Stein giving a eulogy. Oh Perfect. my God. Also, just physical appearance-wise, this is one of the ugliest human beings we've had in movies. If, if you're wondering what this guy looks like and you haven't watched the movie yet, I'll give you an image. Uh, the rapist defense lawyer. That's what you got. Just imagine <laughs> yes. the rapist's defense lawyer. <laughs> and, oh, and by the way, th and this is another theme of this movie. And I wrote down the times here. At six minutes and 35 seconds into this movie, we get our first flashback to earlier in this movie. Yeah. Yes. We're going to do if, that 
constantly. I was about to say, if you're wondering, hey, do we get to watch the beginning of this movie twice? Yes, we fucking yep. do. Because <laughs> they got to 33 minutes and they were like, shit, I guess we better have everyone think about the times that they saw at the beginning of this movie, huh? <laughs> and indeed, they fucking do. No movie has ever reminded me of itself this often. Yeah, unbelievable. And then he just kind of wanders off into his office and, and Rango, the fucking lizard person from earlier, is like, Pastor, is that it? And he yells, fuck off, and they all leave. Yes, it's right. amazing. <laughs> Pastor, are we done? Go suck a dick. I mean, <laughs> I think we're okay, done. I guess we can leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we go back to uh, Robert Redford's heroine nephew drifter guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he wanders by. The mayor is out, or the wannabe mayor, Mr. York, is out there um uh, doing some kind of campaign rally with like for like three people. Yes, there's four people, and they clap after every sentence he says. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I am gonna run for mayor." <laughs> clap, 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 clap. And but it's, it's and just, it's really yeah, it's but it's so just, clearly just three yeah, people clapping. Right. We just created a much larger applause than happened in the movie. <laughs> Well, and also I love that, um, and they do this several times in the movie where the, the movie is not being mic'd correctly or they don't understand how miking works. So that like the people in the foreground, when their conversation has to drift to the background, the people actually start talking quieter. Yeah, they're like, oh, we rebel. <laughs> yeah, it's rebel, fucking rebel. hilarious. It's fucking horrible. I, I noticed that right away when the because the mayor is like he's doing his speech, and then when he goes to thank everybody, now we're supposed to be like focused on the the drifter and what he's saying. So all of a sudden he starts going, thank you, thank you very much, thank yeah. you, thank you for your because uh, the drifter. Uh, in his first, a- uh, in his first inappropriate action of the movie, not his last, goes up and whispers into someone's ear, "Hey man, where's the nearest homeless shelter around here?" And the so answer weird. is not, "Oh my fucking god, what the hell? Who are you? Who are you? You don't Did you whisper just lick into my a- ear." And he's like, "Oh no, it's just down the street. There used to be one right over there." So slow motion, Jimmy Kimmel's like, now that my wife and kid are dead, we don't church anymore. I just sit here in my office and watch my clock count down. (laughs) And he's like, he does, he gives him this little spiel and he's going to do this a million times. He gives him this little spiel where he goes, I'm good with my hands. I can build. I can strength. I'll hold you while you fall asleep. I'll hold you up in my arms. I'll lift you up in the air. And everyone's like, Hey man. We don't have any jobs for you here. And he's like, I'm a good person. That's lovely. What are you doing? Right. I'm honest. But we're supposed to, when we see this in the movie, we're supposed to look at fucking the drifter guy and go, oh, man, he's just trying to get by. Why don't anybody give him a job? Somebody give him two bits to mow a lawn. Come on. Yeah, right. I remember back in my day, people would just come to your front lawn and say, hey, sir, can I stay in your basement for a shine (laughs) of your shoe? And you'd say, why, Gumby (laughs) Cockadoose. Yeah, again, the beginning of everyone in this movie not understanding how anything going on. And by the way, the pastor reacts normally. He's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. We can't do that. That's not how it works. And a a, a series of people will act that way to this man's insane behavior. And all of them will have flashbacks like like it's the Jodie Foster fucking scene. They raped him on top of a (laughs) pinball machine. <laughs> but no, they were just like, "Hey, man, I don't magically create jobs in exchange for goods and services because <laughs> it's not fucking Anna Tefka." <laughs> so yeah, so he quotes some some Bible on the way out of the uh, out of the door, and then we cut to this um, to this real estate office where the bipedal lizard before is meeting with. Uh, God, Cruella Deville and he, Butterface. Okay, yeah, that'll <laughs> work. That'll work. 
Uh, and and as soon as you saw Butterface, you're like, she's supposed to be pretty, isn't she? You right, can tell I by the way they're, they're, the way they dressed her. Yeah, exactly. She's the beautiful one. Yeah, yeah, and the they way. have to tell you. Right, exactly. So they, basically what this is, because you don't get this until three quarters of the way through the movie, so I'm going to help people out here. <laughs> the daughter and the mother had a rich dad who died and left them lots of money, and they own real estate with Lizard Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the, they, they are having a meeting about how, and this is the main push of this movie, they're gonna close the old church. Remember that one we just saw that only had three people in it? And yep. The pastor ended his sermon by being like, fuck off, I'm jerking <laughs> off in here! Remember that church? That's the church. They're gonna close that down. Oh no! Anyways, they're gonna close <laughs> that down and build a newer, nicer one. They're well, gonna elsewhere. Cl- right. So what they're going to do, is not destroy the church. They're going to move the church, mm-hmm. the one that has no attendance. They're moving that church, and they're replacing it with a hotel and casino. Now, there's a couple of questions that come up. First of all, how large a hotel and casino fits into that church? Because <laughs> right. you know, unless that's an awfully large church, you're going to need a little bit more room. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a $500,000 property, they tell you. They're, they're yeah. going to put a casino on a, a quarter acre with a small building, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more of a hotel – it's more of a bed and breakfast casino. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but look, this sounds like a great – Non-evil idea, right? I mean, you've got a town full of people with no fucking jobs. No, everybody's getting kicked out of their homes because they can't pay the fucking rent. Sam, hey, hotel, casino. Sounds like that'd be great. Or any other thing that would bring jobs into the town. Yeah. Sounds like that would be great. But we're supposed to hear the word casino and just go, oh, that evil little fucker. Mm, oh, no. And there's this moment where they go, but gambling's illegal here. And I had a realization, oh, the protagonists of this movie are going to be the people who don't allow dancing in Footloose. Yes. That's the good the, the before Kevin comes is the movie. So it's like the uh the pre Kevin Bacon town is the protagonist of this film. And and don't worry, we will get a bulldozer standoff at some point. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Guys, guys. The pastor wait a second. The pastor's wife and child were killed in a car accident. What if this movie is a prequel? To Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pastor who goes around. Yeah. He takes over cow. the town. He t- Oh, my God. This movie's a prequel to Footloose. <laughs> oh, it makes this so much more sense everything. now. <laughs> it's amazing. I fixed it. All right. Fixed awesome. It, this movie's a prequel to Footloose. Now, there's also one more thing. <laughs> Next that week, I- we're doing Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So then the the mayor walks out of the office and, and uh, regular-sized Dinklage gets like bumps by him or whatever and it goes right. all slow-mo and it's it i guess we're supposed to believe that he has like bruce willis's powers from unbreakable and he can now sense that the mayor's evil or something yeah they just eye fuck each other i thought they were both gonna pull out swords and be like you are the seven fingers <laughs> no, just, they just and i just wrote in my notes well that was rude of both of you <laughs> yeah nobody even says excuse me or sorry or anything so so then I, I guess he's going into that real estate office, the the drifter guy, to ask them for a job. Right. He's going to do this for quite a while, but it's so fucking bizarre the way that this scene plays out because he's like, he walks in, he's like, yeah, can I have a job? And they're like, aren't you just some smelly homeless guy that wandered in off the street? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm honest. <laughs> I can fix things. Yeah, yeah, we're a real estate office. We don't really have a lot we don't that needs fix fixing. Stuff. He's, and he's already running out of his like 
old timey phrases about looking for work. Like, what I lack in experience, I make up for in gumption and moxie and chutzpah. I'll, I'll chop a cord of wood for a bowl of turnips. <laughs> All, right, All right, well, exactly. this is a real estate office. We don't still have a real estate office. Of those things. Still the year two thousand. <laughs> we don't you chop don't, wood or have turnips. Nope, neither. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, I can shine your shoes for a nickel. I'm wearing high heels. Shine them. Oh, shine them. <laughs> So very clearly and reasonably, she's like, hey, um, guy who wandered in off the street, you can't just come in and ask for a job. I need you to leave. Mm-hmm. And he's like, or I'm going to call the cops. Which, by the way, if you're a woman and a strange guy wanders into your office without permission, it's like, hey, I'm looking for a job. It's a little bit strange, but it's not crazy to be like, hey, I might need to call the cops. If you don't leave, I'm asking you to leave. And he's like, I'm not hurting anybody. There's no creepier way to make yourself threatening than when someone says, hey, you need to leave or I'll call the cops to be like, what are you going to call the cops for? That's what bad guys in the purge do. <laughs> that's what someone that's what funny game starts like that's not how nor if someone ever if i ever walked into someone and they were like hey you need to leave or i'll call the cops i would be like oh my gosh i'm so sorry that i made you feel like you need to call the goddamn cops i mean i would probably be a dick about it more than likely but i'd be a dick on the way out of the door yeah, exactly i'd be like hey fuck you pew, 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 pew. <laughs> exactly exactly and look Here's the thing. This whole movie, one of the tenets of this movie is like, why can't we just give people the chance? And maybe it's that we all lived in New York City. But if you behaved in any of the ways that this movie tells you to behave, you would get murder raped so <laughs> fast in my city. You would get, there would be a, a homeless people would be crossing each other, paths out the door. Oh man, did you just murder rape him? Yeah, he's already murder raped. All right. <laughs> damn it, I'll, damn just, it. I'll just fuck the corpse. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You need help carrying that TV? Nobody in the world should behave the way this movie's instructing you to behave. The world is full of monsters and dragons, and we have assigned certain people to take care of those who need help. And everyone else, you should step over and let them die in the streets. If they're going to die, they better do it. Movies, don't behave the way this movie tells you to. Someone will fuck your dead eyes. This movie is just a formula of how to get your dead eyes fucked. Yes. Yes. So now we have to introduce terrible guitar music, which will be pivotal to this film. <laughs> okay. So look, here you need the description of how this guy looks, this character. <laughs> he's the musician. You know the girl Nickelback raped? She had the baby. That's what the kid looks like. There you go. He's just the sperm of all the members of Nickelback. I'm not saying the only. I'm sure Nickelback has raped many people. (laughs) Uh, Many. I feel like they've raped. I'm not even saying allegedly because it's certain, right? (laughs) Bill Cosby probably did at least one of those rapes, and so did Nickelback. Yeah. And this guy is very obviously the child of one of those rapes. Yeah. And he sounds like it. Too. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So he's he's playing his three chord wonder at some coffee shop and homeless guy walks by and he's drawn to this shitty music so he just wanders into the coffee shop and sits down at a table until a waitress reminds him that he's on planet Earth. Right. And you just can't just <laughs> Walk into a fucking restaurant and sit at a table without ordering food. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, buddy, you, you got to go. This isn't the free homeless coffee shop. You're thinking of the the one the church used to have before God murdered the pastor's entire family. You're, right. You're exactly. <laughs> hey, man, this isn't Starbucks. You can't just like, come on. 
We don't well, keep homeless people here. It, and, I mean, it's not like a homeless people fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> like apparently he's straight from bedrock too, because again, she says, I'm sorry, sir, if you're not eating or drinking, you can't sit there. And he's like, uh, I, well, I'm not hurting anybody. No, but you know, he keeps saying that. He yeah. keeps saying, I'm not hurting anybody, which is fucking terrifying. <laughs> I've never said I'm not hurting anybody as an excuse for someone asking me to leave in my entire life. Cause that's what someone who's about to hurt someone says. I'm reminded of the Chris Rock bit. Like, you want a cookie? Right. You're not supposed to hurt anybody. And so when the big guy comes over and he's like, hey, man, did you intimidate my waitress when she asked you to leave for not ordering any food and trying to sit here for free? And he's like, give me a job. And he's like, "Mm, let me think about it. No. (laughs) No homeless man who obviously doesn't understand how the world works. I'm a good person. I'm not hurting anybody. I haven't shat in my hand and thrown it at you. Great. All right. (laughs) Exit's right behind you. Oh shit. So yeah, so he leaves and as he's leaving the record label guys come in to see the guitarist. And the record label producer looks like if Jordan Peele pretended to be <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> like he saw <laughs> Lenny Kravitz in the Hunger Games movie and he was like, that's a good look. That's what I'm going to dress like when I'm not Is doing Key and Peele. That's what the producer looks like. They were like, they, they hired a brown guy and they were like, great, but we don't want you to be like a black record producer because that would be racist. So can you be like, I don't know, what's not black? And they were like, he was like Lenny Kravitz. And he was like, yeah, yeah, he's not black, right? I mean, he's half. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Do him. Open your, unbutton your shirt all the way. Yeah, right. And this guy is leaving a trail of fucking hair grease, like a slug behind him. Just, right. yeah, it, it's, as 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 um cliche as could possibly be so they're here to sign this guitarist guy to a to a contract uh, and they sit down and order food and beverages yes they are supposed <laughs> like, to. like people who sit at restaurants two drinks are... and two foods please <laughs> right. one of each for there's, each of us he has this moment where he goes there's a sign outside says you have the best apple pie in town and she's like we sure do and he's like Give me one of those. And you're just like, okay, so you just need to fill some time while we got this Christian music in the background. What's going on? <laughs> Apparently. Ask her how it's made. So, <laughs> so do you do like a lattice crust or do you just like top it with a puff pastry? Talk to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you music There's- producers? Yeah, we do emerald as well. We also do emerald. Yeah, it, it, there was a lot of that in this movie. Like, why the fuck was that here? Yeah, exactly. So, so the guy, the guitarist guy sits down to talk to him and he's like, wow, you guys record Christian music? And the other guy goes, no, no. And by the way, let's point out here, producers, music producers hate Christian music. They hate Christian rock because <laughs> of how much fucking money it makes them for no goddamn content. Listen, yeah. I'm not a music producer. I love Christian rock. If someone was like, hey, man, do you want to sign Faith with a Y? I'd be like, fuck yes, I do. Because there's a legion of stupid people who will listen to country music with Jesus switched out for baby and pay me $8 million a day. Well, that's like, the correct answer here is do you guys record Christian music? Well, only if you don't make it in secular music first, but sure. Yeah, sure. I'll make Christian. I'll fucking make. I got a mic. Listen, if people can hear me, I'll make Christian music. That's how I feel about it. And they, they make these two guys out to be so evil too. They're like, all right, can you, um, can you sing some songs that are not about Jesus and singer? He's like, you mean like, you mean like child porn music? And they're like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Like child porn music. We find it's more commercially viable. Yeah. It's more commercially viable. We're going for a slightly rapier blurred line. Slightly rapier blurred lines. 
It, it's called There Were Very Clear Lines that Across Them. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, but then we cut to him telling his his mama that he done signed him a big old contract and he's gonna be rich. They're all gonna be happy, right? And his mom, they're about to be evicted from their house. This is very important. He comes home, he's like, "Mom, I did it. We're not gonna be evicted, and we can afford food now." And she's like, "Oh, what a blessing!" By the way, his advance is ten thousand dollars, which is so sad. So oh, right, sad how just... little these people know. The big music producers come and they're like, here you go, kid, a $10,000 advance. <laughs> In also cash. Powerball tickets. <laughs> well, so, well, and too, he goes like, and, and again, showing how little this movie knows about reality. He goes, $10,000, mom, we're going to be rich. And I'm like, yeah, for most of June, I, yeah. a ten thousand. I mean, yeah, you're, you're still going to get evicted in a couple months. Right? right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they need the drifter guy to help argue against the eviction. Like, listen, I I know you want us to pay rent, but we're just sleeping in this building and keeping all our stuff here. We're, we're not, not hurting, hurting anybody. anybody. We're not bothering your honor. We're not hurting anybody. <laughs> we are again not hurting. We're just anybody. occupying this building. We could hurt a whole bunch of people. I'm just saying. You saw what those teenagers in San Bernardino did. That's my, I rest my case. I rest my case. <laughs> Well, and also, like, and this comes up constantly in the movie, because, like, I, I wrote down in my notes here for the first of dozens of times, is this movie communist? Are they promoting communism? Right. Because if they are, that would make sense. If if this movie at the very end, they, like, they pulled the red flag up like Battleship Potemkin or something, this movie would make fucking sense. But it doesn't. Anyway. Yeah. So then he breaks it to mom that he might have to sing some real songs, and she reacts to other people's songs like he says anal fisting i might have to do a little anal fisting other songs like (laughs) i don't understand are there other songs like i've i've heard of this song frere jaca but i heard it was just a myth it was just a myth i might warm up slowly to this but very slowly yeah yeah Yeah. you move i'll stay here so now we get (laughs) Uh, the, we go back to somnambulistic preacher man. Right. Uh, and his, I don't know, secretary. Do we ever, I don't think we ever see this lady again in the movie, do we? Yeah, exactly. We just no. sleep no, survived we Alan no, Rickman. Um. <laughs> yeah, I bet right now him and Alan Rickman are looking about yeah, exactly, the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> and she, she comes in, she goes, Hey, pastor, you got three phone calls while you were gone that helped characterize your level of grief. Would you like to hear about them? <laughs> right. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, let's do it. And she's like, well, you're really depressed. Why don't you go pray with a dying woman or go to this funeral? That that ought to get your mind off of your dead family. She says, they held the funeral as long as they could, and they're very disappointed. And I wanted her so bad to be like, you know, they held it as long as they could, but Grandpa started to smell, and they were just like, he's swelling up, and he's going to pop. So we might as well just (laughs) stuff him in the ground. (laughs) Listen, people, I've had enough dead bodies in my apartment to know that you get three days max (laughs) <laughs> and they swell up like Rosie O'Donnell in the second season. You know what I'm talking about? Oh shit. oh, shit. And, of course, he's getting evicted, too. This is when he gets the letter to tell him he's only got 10 days to get out of the church. Yeah, I'm sorry. When foreclosures happen, you don't get kicked out in 10 days. No. Like, you don't no, have to it's... dive out of the way of wrecking ball if you're too slow. <laughs> It's not how that works at all. No. Uh, there's a letter in the mail that says this message and this building will self-destruct when you're done reading it. <laughs> now. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> so now we're going to cut over to the newspaper. We're going to see the first attractive person in this whole fucking movie, which is hey, the... Uh, Black Jonah Blackerson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's her. She wants pictures of Spider-Man, damn it. Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 
This lady will not be winning an Oscar. No. Right? No. Yeah. She could be white, still not happening. No. <laughs> She's tired. Hey, by the way, congratulations, whites. We did it again. <laughs> Guys, you know what? This is not fair. Can I just say something race. on behalf of white men everywhere? Because, like, okay. Because, like, Creed got nominated and so did, uh, like, Compton. So, like, but only the. <laughs> only the white people. Okay, God, but like it was really hard to be the only white people yeah. in a black movie. Cause, like, <laughs> when craft services does it, like there's probably not a lot to eat that's not like chicken or watermelon oh, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally spent forty minutes, forty minutes just going through comment sections on articles about that and just being like, num, 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 num. people are so stupid because <laughs> it's just. The Facebook comment is the greatest thing that's happened because now you get to click on their profile and see like Dale from KCon, Kentucky says, fuck them. If they could act, they'd win an Oscar. Oh, Shit. <laughs> Works at School of Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah, right, right, exactly. Oh. So, so okay, so she's getting pictures from the sleazy paparazzi guy that every small town – in California has. And it's the same pictures over and over again, and yes. none of these people could actually have pictures of people fucking. It's two women <laughs> laughing. That's what it right? looks like. And the <laughs> guy talking to someone in a hoodie. I assume he's supposed to be buying drugs. Yep. <laughs> right. But they're making such a big deal about these pictures. It's like he's giving her pictures of Stephen Avery raping and murdering, like, Chelsea Manning or something. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. Well, and, and two, it's like... It's like the New York Times doing the report on the Charlie Hebdo cover, but not showing it or whatever, because they keep talking about these pictures as though it's a big fucking deal, but they give you no idea oh, what man, these, these pictures, pictures are. They are so, so much. Oh, yes, they're they got, so picturey. You, these are going to change the way we look at these pictures. <laughs> Uh, so then, you know, listen, I, 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 I have found a job or two in my lifetime, and the way that I find is best is to wait at the side door of a business. The employee exit. And yeah. when they come out, go, hey, give me a job. Give me a job at your newspaper. I'm not hurting our, anybody. That's what normal sized Peter Dinklage does. Yes. He waits at the employee exit. And when she's walking out, he's like, hey, give me a job. And she's like, oh. And she doesn't even say no. This is what's fucking crazy. That's how good this character is. She goes, do you have any newspaper experience? Homeless man wearing nothing but camo? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, then you probably can't work at a newspaper, can you? And he's like, I'm not hurting you. <laughs> you need anyone to work a lathe? I can work a lathe. Build you, build you a key rack for the front door. Got this... Got this two by four and a bucket of water. I'll carry him around inside your office. I'm an you honest guy. A, you guys got a Gutenberg in there? What kind of press you work? <laughs> I got tiny hands, just like the children that probably work in your factory. I'm, I'm all so. about it. I'm not into that yellow journalism. Don't worry about it, y'all. I don't care how the sausage is made. <laughs> so, um, so then we go to we cut to he's getting food in the homeless people line, right. and Mr. York. The, the, the guy who's running for mayor, who's supposed to be the quintessential evil character, is the first person that we see in this movie who's actually doing anything at all for this enormous homeless population. Yeah. He, he's out there giving them food, but it's just a photo op, see? He's yeah. getting his picture taken with the homeless people. But he is giving them food. 
Whether or yeah. not it is just a photo app, <laughs> he is the only person. Keep in mind, we have several protagonists already who are doing nothing for the poor. The including bad guy the church. is doing something for the poor, <laughs> right, exactly. including the church. Yeah. Remember the church? He went in and he was like, hey, can I have some food or help? And he was like, nah, sorry, my wife and kid died. I gave up on all, I gave up on that life. Right. Um, but the mayor is giving people food. And of course, homeless guy comes and He's like, hey, here's some food. Thanks for coming. And he's like, these people don't need food. And I wrote in my notes, nope, they need food. That, they they look that's like exactly. They need they food. Need- yeah. <laughs> no, okay, so then the mayor guy and the drifter guy have this bizarre fucking conversation. And you can tell the mayor character is evil because he's correct. But it basically goes like this. The guy says, these guys don't need food. They need Jesus. And the mayor says, yeah, you've got Jesus. Uh, how, how's that working for you, homeless guy that's in this line trying to get food? <laughs> right. And right. the bum goes, well, I don't know, but I get to go to space Disneyland, Disneyland after I die. I won't have to wait in the lines or anything. And the mayor just looks stumped. Like, right. Well, he doesn't look stumped. He reacts, space. he reacts oh, the no. way I react, which is, uh-huh, fun. All right. <laughs> but well, then... <laughs> gotta but, take but, this invisible escalator behind these stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but then... Unlike how Eli reacts, <laughs> he hires someone to kill that guy. Now, now don't put words in my mouth because I have reacted that way to homeless people. <laughs> and it's, I, I find the next person in line. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's just the next guy in line. He goes, you are by any chance the uh, the physically violent homeless mercenary that I spoke to on LinkedIn, are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, get out of here. I this saw you. You endorsed me for, uh, for roughing up uh, – Roughing up fellow drifters. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I really yeah, appreciate no, that. Yeah, I'm the one. I'm the one. Yeah, okay, perfect, perfect. Do me a favor. Go beat up that other homeless guy for me. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Also, here's their negotiations. I'll give you 50 bucks. Let me see the money. Right, and then he goes, 20 now and 50 when you're done. And the guy's like, that is 70. <laughs> no, he isn't actually. So, and I also want to point out again, these people have no idea how, like, I don't know if anybody in this on this call has ever hired anyone to beat anyone up for them or anything like that but you don't get much for 50 bucks uh, you know you get up it'll, it'll this interview's s- over i didn't realize we were gonna just go into this stuff <laughs> I, didn't realize, I didn't realize we had a hey retainer you couldn't get somebody spitballed for fucking 50 dollars with 20 up front so yeah but now the movie makes no attempt to explain this whatsoever we're just supposed to accept that for no reason this guy is now hiring a bum that he's never met to beat up another bum that he's never met because... He talked about Jesus. Yeah, I, I guess. He just he, really doesn't like being prophetized to. Listen, I don't like those little old Spanish ladies in my subway platform who hand me the the watchtower, but I don't ever pay a homeless guy to beat him up. You know no. what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I one know, time. Maybe worth, maybe worth, yeah, exactly. One time, but only because she said no to a date. <laughs> Can I say, man? So, yeah, and also, it's not at all clear, again, I'm sorry to anybody who doesn't have as much experience hiring bum hitmen, but he doesn't make it at all clear what he wants to happen to this guy. Yeah, he's like, why don't you take him out of town? Yeah, like, the guy's like, take a a little bit more clarity. Um, Murder or just, like, rough him up? like a stroll. Do we just take a stroll? (laughs) It's like a walk? Is that what you mean? (laughs) Like, we walk together to the coffee shop? I'm everywhere. I'm all about this. (laughs) Like, pinky... In Pinky? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so now he's wandering through town, and he comes across the, the guitar player from earlier, who is apparently sitting on the street corner playing his guitar, which that makes sense in a sense. I mean, it's a, a bummy fucking town. There's obviously no busking potential going there. But then we find out that he's 
writing a new song. Now, if you've ever written a new song, you know that's not something that you would do on a goddamn street corner. You'd yeah. annoy the fuck out of everyone, including yourself. La, 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 la. Hey man, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. <laughs> la, la. <laughs> so, so then the 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 drifter guy says, well, "You mind if I try?" And he takes the guitar. Give and me he your guitar. Playing. I'm not hurting anybody. <laughs> right. And the guitarist lets him. And he go and 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 the guitarist is so impressed when the guy plays G E minor C. He knew yep. all three chords though. That's all three of them. <laughs> and that's I mean that's he's Jesus obviously. <laughs> Yeah, and he's going like, holy shit, man, that would work. We well, didn't say holy shit because nobody swears in this movie, but he goes, that'd work great in one of my songs. Do you mind if I use G, E minor, and C, or do you have some kind of a copyright there? Yeah, like he's fucking Mozart. Yeah, oh, God. Uh. So then they start writing the What Would Jesus Do song. Yep. That'll come back. Anyway, yep. so then little, they... Uh, little song I wrote, The Homeless Drifter. It's not a big <laughs> deal. I'd like to play it for you guys. <laughs> It's got all three chords. So exactly, I've represented them all. These chords are there. ours, okay? These chords are ours. I'm going to play this for you guys, but if I see anyone taking notes, I will take you down. <laughs> so he's wandering around. You get to, and and by the way, the homeless people in this movie are just like zombies in the background. Yeah. Like in almost every scene, there's like two homeless people just shambling along or just whatever, like pushing up against a fence. Repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't move this. Place Metal to eat and sleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> it says not hurting anyone. But that's okay because um, uh, this guy, because Blondie's walking along, and uh, he gets grabbed by the mugger, and the mugger pulls him into the corner. And he's like, "Hey, man, we would prefer if you weren't here. If you don't mind." <laughs> it's the most polite threat you've ever heard. <laughs> Maybe you want to move along. Perhaps I could take you to lunch first. A nice dinner. <laughs> Do you enjoy tapas? <laughs> <laughs> but but then he he Bill Clinton's him. The, the, the drifter Bill Clinton's the heavy. He I makes guess. him blow him. I don't. <laughs> no, he feels his, cigar his, in his pain. vagina. He Jason Bournes him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jason Bournes him. Yeah, this is not the bum you're looking for. Is what he does. <laughs> now, okay, so this is the. This is such a quintessentially bizarre moment. Okay, I have to set this up. We could not do justice to how stupidly bizarre this is, so I, I have to play you the clip. So this is, okay, Drifter Bum just got attacked by a bum that the mayor hired, and he's about to beat him up or something, but he doesn't because this happens. I feel your pain, brother. What did you say? You feel my pain? You don't know me! I've been where you are. What? Who are you? I'm somebody who's no threat to you, somebody who understands. So it's literally like Jedi mind powers. Yeah, more or less. Right. I, at first I was like, oh, he's out crazy him. He's like crazy eye. He's like, I've walked yeah. where you walk. I've been in the light. And I'm like, I get it. I live in New York City. You got to out crazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, got to pull the Robin Williams Goodwill hunting thing on the guy too. So you don't want to hear that I got fucking cigarettes put out of me. It's not your fault. <laughs> 
It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Spins it on him. Not you, man. Not you, crazy other bum. So now we we cut back to the church, the empty church with like four fucking people in it. And uh, the the guitarist guys, they're singing about Jesus. Uh, And homeless Haley Joel Osment is also the church singer, apparently. (laughs) I guess, yes. And then uh, the the, uh, uh, pastor Prozac wanders up after he's done with his song. He's like, I have bad news, everyone. Our church is going to get raped by a dinosaur, and Uh, we're all going to die. And uh, not only is the church closing, but I am no longer going to be your minister. And I wanted so bad someone in the back to be like, good. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Finally. You suck. Um, Yeah, right. But he tells them now they're going to build a new church, so like... Nothing actually is happening that we should get pissed off about Except or anything. Except you might get a minister who gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Also, I'm a terrible, terrible, terrible pastor, so I'm going to let somebody <laughs> else do it. And also, I want to point out, the homeless drifter guy who is sat in all the places you're not allowed to sit does not feel okay with going inside and sitting in the church. The one place you're allowed to go in and sit down. <laughs> right. He could go in and sit down, but he's like, no, 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 I don't want to be rude. I'm not hurting anybody. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna not not kick people over here next well, to this church. I think it's. I think what it, what it is is that he's like, wait, wait. I gotta wait until this is horribly inappropriate. Right. Because then on. the moment right. he's not supposed to go in. Yes. When when everyone is quietly praying, he comes in and he's like, "All right, my turn to give a a minister." <laughs> I'm the minister now. Also, I all of a sudden have coughing disease. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, no point in all in this movie has it even been hinted if you had any reason to think that this guy's sick. But now all of a sudden he can't get through no. four words without coughing. Somebody needs to get that guy a fucking lozenge for his cancer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> get him a Halls. Jesus. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so he storms in there and he, and he starts guilting everybody because it just so happens that the four people who are in this church are also the four people he asked for a job or whatever. Right. And he's like, you guys didn't give me a job because I'm the kind of crazy fuck that would wander into the middle of a church and do exactly what I'm doing right now. Right. And, and he goes, this- would Jesus abandon his congregation? And I'm like, well, there was that whole wandering in the desert thing. It's not <laughs> what he did. Not like he called in a substitute during that. That's what like, Jesus did. I don't know what he yes. would do now. That's what he was all about. About. So, but that's his big message here. The guy, the homeless guy, you know, calls them all out for their meaningless sins one by one, and it lingers on the characters. Would he you know. make music that leads young people astray? Would he print <laughs> newspapers pictures of two women laughing? Would he own a real estate? Would, thing would he and be a strong four? Make transactions in the economy, right? Well, and also, like, I'm sorry, did Jesus take a position on running tabloid photos or singing secular music? I just read that fucking book. I don't remember those topics coming up. Right, exactly. So, and he says, I just want to ask you one simple question. And I wrote, I wonder what the one simple question is going to be. <laughs> I can't wait. Does anyone here have a job? I'm not hurting anybody. And then he dies. <laughs> Credits. I'll oh, be fantastic. Crazy billionaire money. Crazy Look, billionaire money. Goddamn Powerball. And none of our listeners did, so we can't remake the movie. But Yet. I've been playing Yet. every week. I've committed myself. <laughs> I've taken some really solid advice. I'm buying all the tickets I can afford. <laughs> 
only buying odd numbers. Um, so yeah, so he asks, come on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> so, so yeah, so finally, like he says, you know, like the one simple question, what would Jesus do? Cough, cough, die. Um, he doesn't die. He just passes out, but right. you know, and, and then everybody is concerned with him. And I figured honestly that this was because he couldn't find anywhere to sleep or whatever that he's like, I bet if I wander in a church and cough really fakey and pass out, they'll, they'll give me a place to lay down. Right. And the next flash cut is just him jerking off under a blanket, but no, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, they've called the doctor because apparently this is a t- town where doctors do house calls. Also, a town where when someone passes out and and has cancer and shit, you just keep them in the back room. You don't right. take them to a hospital or anything. Right. And they ask that. They like, hey, is he going to go to the hospital? And he's like, no. Doctor says not to bother. Just you know, put him in a box in the garage and then <laughs> poke some holes in the top. Let him, and uh, let him go his fine. own way, and then we'll do a little burial. We'll put a little popsicle stick thing on top. <laughs> It'll be nice. <laughs> so, so I want to point out here. All right, for the rest of this movie, this guy is not going to regain consciousness until the very last scene. He's going to be just for for what we're supposed to consider. It's it's like an eight or nine day period that he's laying in the back of this fucking church or whatever. No IV, no food. He no must just water, be, just covered in his own shit. <laughs> bed sores. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't changed his clothes at all, nothing. So, yeah, that's how it works in this universe. Right. Um, also, by the way, because they, they're like, he's in the final stages of cancer. Because apparently cancer has levels like Candy Crush or whatever. Yeah, exactly. His cancer combined a sprinkle ball and one of those stripy candies. So <laughs> it's just a mess. It's just a mess in his body. There's stripy candies everywhere. <laughs> Taking shit out left and right. <laughs> um, so then the, um, the, the black news lady shows up because she says the thing in the church was troubling when the guy came in and passed out. Right. And it was. And, and, and she's like, but, well, yeah, but that, but for, but she's disturbed for the wrong reason because she's like, you know, he came looking for work and I acted like a sane person. That was a mistake, wasn't it? And, and the pastor's like, yes, because this is a Christian movie. Right, and she has PTSD from it. She has a flashback to it. Yeah, another fucking and yeah, she's given us such a like a B minus community theater monologue about yeah, this whole thing. Is, and this is where we get, I, I would say, the best piece of advice in the movie. The, the pastor says, "You sound depressed. You should get some professional help." Like, right. honestly, like speaking to a bartender would be more useful than speaking to him. <laughs> like, and she at says, which point well, I wrote in my notes, "You should seek professional help, you pastor." <laughs> Everyone right. involved in this movie, not just the characters, but everyone involved the director, in this movie. The script writer, right. everybody. And uh black news lady responds, Aren't you a professional? And he's like, No, no, and no, I'm not no, even no, the no. pastor anymore, so my <laughs> magical powers of nothing are gone anyway. So yeah. I, I don't even have the title. I'm now just a guy not even pretending to be not a guy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, the correct answer here when she says well, isn't that what I'm doing right now is no and conflating the two even in a movie should be illegal. Right. Yeah, exactly. The message of this movie, the, me- the message that this movie is is sending right now is that when you're depressed or have uh, mental illness, you should go see a pastor. Go see a pastor. That should not be legal. I mean, think about it. Think about it. That would not be legal 
if it was a, if it was any other medical problem, like right. right if 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 you had a movie where you were actually telling people, no, 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 if you have cancer, you go see a pastor, not a doctor. That would right. be illegal. But for some fucking reason, because it's mental illness, it's okay in this stupid fucking movie. You're not a shrink any more than you're a fucking brain surgeon. If we did an interstitial about someone who's like, oh man, I think I've got bronchitis, then it was like, you should Facebook message Eli, and I'd be like, I don't know, man, sounds okay to me. <laughs> that right. would be irresponsible. Playing <laughs> pretend does not make you a person who's worthy of advice. Right. So, but I guess she's all upset that the church is going to close down. So she hands him a check for twenty five thousand dollars. Right. And, and he's like, "Oh, it's going to take a lot more than this." And I'm like, "Keep in mind How? that's two point five times the amount someone gets for a rock music contract is their advance." <laughs> <laughs> So, if we're equating here. Yeah, yeah, just so you understand how much money is worth in this world. Um, so, like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, they're behind by more than 25 grand on their mortgage here, yeah. and they're just now getting evicted? Well yeah. done, guys. Good talking. Exactly, like, they must have really. kept coming in for the money, and the pastor would just be like, I'm sorry, but I'm not hurting anyone. So, yeah, so uh, <laughs> have you noticed that I haven't hurt anybody? All right, fine. We'll give you two more weeks. And sh this is where she has this moment. Where she goes, Pastor. Have you lost your faith? And I wrote, good. Now you can get therapy and get better and get a real job. Try yeah. Staples. Work at Staples. <laughs> Do the copy and print center. Yeah, you just, you just walk in and, and remind them that you're not hurting anyone and they'll give you a I'm job. You're not hurting That's anybody? It... Fine. You're in, you're in postage. Go over there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would work. <laughs> oh, by the way, the memo on the check for 25 grand that she gave. Did you guys see what it said? No. The no. WWJD. Oh, in the memo. Oh, there you, go. you snuck it right in there. That How about so that shit? And and she says, "Well, we've got to do something to try to save the church." And he's like, "I don't think that's possible." And she says, "You told me before that with God anything is possible. You can even telekinetically nuke the Japanese." Right. Exactly. And, like, and he's yeah, like, "Yeah, I all fun and games <laughs> until your kid dies." And she's like, ooh, all right, I'm going was, back to work. Oh, it's dark. That was dark, Pastor. <laughs> and she also says, like, I, I I remember something else you taught us, too. And, and he cuts her off. He's like, yeah, no, that was bullshit. I was a pastor. Everything I taught you was complete bullshit. Yeah, they're just crackers. We buy them in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> they're made in Mexico. How's that make you feel? <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> So now we, so apparently we're going to follow this character now for a while. So now we're back at the, uh, at the newspaper office, uh, so that secular people can be evil more. Right. Well, the mayor brings her more pictures, more of the exact same pictures, by the way, of Sid, cause we see the two women laughing again. Yeah. So we learned <laughs> right. that the pictures she's been getting, the scandalous pictures are from the mayor. Right. And the right. mayor has brought her more pictures of Sin and, and he wants her to print them. <laughs> and look, okay. So. Up to this point, as near as we can tell anyway, he's running unopposed for mayor. Right. Right? They never hint that any... So they don't bother to explain what these are pictures of or why he wants them in the newspaper. Because they're not pictures of the other person in the in the, uh, in the the race or anything. It's just he's evil, so he's bringing evil pictures to the newspaper lady and demanding that she print them in the like, newspaper. Like as a hobby, separate from... <laughs> Apparently! Yeah, it's just yeah. what he does in his free time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, but she's, she has PTSD from that homeless guy who she didn't give a job to. Mm -hmm. So she says no, and he goes, don't go soft on me now. The Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> um, but she does. She says no. Yeah. And he even throws the sin pictures away. Yeah. 
So now we have to go back in and check up, uh, check up with uh, Strong Jaw and her mom. Uh, we're at we're at their house now. Well, she's I guess also having homeless, passing out, coughing, cancer guy flashbacks. Right, and she has a conversation with her mom, and her mom gives absolutely great answers the entire time. Yes. Yeah, right. she's like, I don't know, I feel like we shouldn't build the casino because gambling is evil. And she's like, no, it's not, it's fine. It's going to bring in <laughs> jobs, it's going to make people be able to live their lives. It's not evil, it's not bad. What are you doing? And she's like, I don't know, what about the church? Can we damage the church? And she's like, we're going to build a bigger and better church. What's the matter with you? What's going on? Right. <laughs> to, which she says, what, to which she says, well, there was that maniac guy in the in the church the other day and the old lady actually says well what are you going to do now base your business decisions on the ranting of a maniac yes and the message of this movie is the yes, yes that's what yes. you should yes, do i'm gonna do that mom <laughs> you meanie it's ridiculous. Again, there are zero conflicts in this movie. If it happened in reality, they're reviving the town. They're building yeah. a bigger, better new church. They're they're getting record deals. It's all good things, right? Well, and but see, I want to point out though that that this is such a perfect example of the Christians not realizing that they're the bad guys in their own fucking movie. <laughs> right. Because this is what would really happen, right? Like, like if if the mayor came in and said, hey guys, you know, if we open a hotel casino here, I've already got all of this stuff lined up, it'll bring in, you know, 800 jobs and blah, 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 revitalize the economy. A bunch of fucking religious dickwads would fucking chain themselves to the goddamn bulldozer and not let it fucking happen. And then they'd make a movie about it thinking they were the good guys. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. And since this movie's too stupid to even divide into logical acts or anything, we can just take a break wherever the fuck we want, I guess, which is here. Um, <laughs> but before we go, let me give the C segment the hard sell here. Will anything happen in this movie that would allow someone to formulate the stakes of the film in a pithy and suspenseful remark on their way to a break such that others might easily understand what threads we intend to wrap up in the remainder of the movie, thus facilitating a smooth and logical segue? Hi, uh, can I help you? Oh, hey, yeah, I'm just sitting here. I'm fine. Um, sir, th this is a this is a hospital. You can't you can't just sit here. I'm not hurting anybody. Look, I, I just want to sit here for a bit and relax. Uh, okay. N no, not not okay. Um, the world is not a public park. You don't just get to sit wherever you want as long as you're not actively punching someone. I, but I'm not though. You you're not what punching someone. Yeah, that. That's not how it works. Like, like look, I just look, said. look, man, I'm new in town. I'm honest. I'm a good man. I smell like morning flowers. Do you have any work for me? At, at this work at this hospital? Yes. Do we have yes. As like a doctor or a uh, son. No man who I'm having to throw out because he doesn't understand how property works. Uh, we don't want to hire you at this hospital to be a doctor or anything. I mean, there are places to help you find work. One does not go door to door and sell themselves like that. Uh, I could build things with my hands. I can hold you till you fall asleep. I'm a good man. Um, that is a terrifying list and I'm almost certain it's not true. Um, are, are you pooing right now? Not hurting anybody. This summer from the people who brought you, what would Jesus do? Can I pay for lunch with my button collection? A heartwarming story. Which side do pants go on? About full-grown adults who don't seem to understand how anything fucking works. Which car is mine? Do I pick the one that's filled with smiles? 
in a cinematic experience that will make you wonder if everyone had a stroke. Peanuts feel like the most Jewish nut. Can I have your jacket? How the fuck are you a grown-up? Coriander, give me your house keys, fat cloud? Summer 2016. And we're back. This time the random sub-hero of scene is John Bon Jesus, and he's just not too sure about all these swear word devil songs about putting P's in V's and whatnot. Yeah. You don't yeah. know about this shit. There's this great moment. He goes like, hey, Jim, I have a few questions about these songs. And he's like, so what's wrong with the songs? And they don't know because Christians just know they don't like normal music. So he's like, they're just a little uh, song <laughs> They're not Jesus. about Jesus, okay? They're yeah, not right, about fucking right, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> have naughty words in them and stuff. <laughs> right. So, so the record guys are they're talking to uh John Bon Jesus or whatever. And uh they're saying, "Listen man, the uh the music business has changed. We're we're going to need you to sing nothing but Muslim music now. Here's a bag of gold. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it." Fucking weird. But anyway, he's like, he's like, um, you haven't signed that contract yet. He's like, yeah, I'm still thinking about it. And the record producer looks him in the eye and says, like, basically, like, dude, you will sign that contract, or I will pound your asshole with an oboe. Yeah. He's like, uh, uh, let and me he, think he has about that it. He goes, what would Jesus do? You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, okay. First of all, let's not talk about your schizophrenic rabbi who may or may not have existed. But the Jesus you're thinking of, which by which you mean, what would a nice person do, or what does my moral that I've projected onto a dead Jew do. A dead Jew would totally sing whatever fucking songs required <laughs> to feed his mom. Right, to keep his mom from getting thrown yeah, out in the there's streets. There's no yes. song I won't sing to feed my mom. If my mom ever calls me and she's like, I'm going to get evicted from my house and someone's like, hey, you can save her, but you've got to do the hail to Mecca, I'd be like, ah, la, la. <laughs> you want it in falsetto? How do you want it? We'll do a little thing with a ukulele. We'll put it together, me and Anna. We'll do it real nice for you. I'll hire some black people to do it if I can't. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of black people, now we have to cut back to black lady who is now too good to print all that filth anymore. Right. Uh, the paparazzi guy shows up with more pictures and she says, if Jesus was the editor of this paper, do you think he'd print this? And be like, if Jesus was the editor of this paper, he'd probably just be in there looking, staring at the fucking press, trying to get the demons out of <laughs> That's it. That's what I wrote. Right. If Jesus was the editor, he would shit himself over the printing press. He'd be like, yeah, right. ah, what kind of bear is that? What kind of bear is that? <laughs> also, the straw man to the what would Jesus do in this movie is you're not actually Jesus because the only right. response they could think that atheists would make is you are not Christ of Nazareth you're not a, and we know this because he goes you're not a Jesus you're a woman and she's like I'm not actually trying to be Jesus it's like that's not the fucking argument that's the no. argument a crazy person would make but but we get it multiple times oh, in this everyone, movie. Everyone, all the bad guys in this movie go, you're not actually Jesus. You're just pretending. You're not the real Santa. Let me pull on your beard. Get the fuck off me, kid. That's a common mistake. No, no. I just want to be like that. <laughs> so then we cut back over to Rock and Roller so he could have a porch chat with mom and explain that he's decided that they should get evicted from the house because otherwise he would have to not sing about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the mom reacts like a sane person. Yep. She says, I quote, it's only singing. 
Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry, but if you've got a God that would burn you in hell for singing a song that kept your mother like from going to the streets, like you probably don't, you know, he doesn't deserve your oh, any fucking and way. And she looks him in the eyes and she says, this is a quote from the movie. She goes, you think Jesus would let your mother get kicked out of the house? And he goes, yes. Yep. <laughs> I do think of that. I know what I want to do with my life. I want to be a homeless Christian wandering minstrel that dies of cancer poor and alone in some shitty town. Just like that Jesus E. Drifter guy. Do you, you remember that Drifter guy who's dying in the back of the church? That's what I'm going for, Mom. Just, Just like that. Let you know that's where my goals lie. That's and what, I thought he's on my, my vision board. Just on the board. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And I thought to myself, you know, like, uh, well, I, he's chosen the Jesus myth over his mother and a home. He must be a good guy in this movie. <sighs> so then we go, uh, we cut back to, it, like, apparently the movie remembered that there was a guy with cancer laying in the back of the church. So we cut back to him. <laughs> and the doctor who looks exactly like Kevin Nealon. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Kevin Nealon wants us to know he's very, very sick. And uh, and he's got a stethoscope. Can you, by the way, can you hear a tumor with a stethoscope? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Is that going right to be useful to you at that point? The tumory part. <laughs> so you got also, a Marco Polo with it. Tumor. Tumor. <laughs> Polo. Yeah. Tumor. Oh, there it is. I hear it. So malignant. But also, this is the conversation that they have. The 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 priest says to the doctor, like, "What does he have?" The doctor says, "I don't know. It could be cancer." I'll know more when the tests come back. That is a conversation that would never happen. The doctor never <laughs> leads with, I don't know, could be cancer. Could be cancer. We'll know later. <laughs> yeah. You don't put that in someone's head until you know. Right. Could be SIDS. We don't. You know. <laughs> At this point, before we test anything, I want you to know it could be cancer. <laughs> yeah, right. right. It could be all kinds. It could, could be also nothing. be bronchitis. Could be nothing. But, yeah, he could just but... be pretending because nobody <laughs> gave him a job and he's not hurting anybody. <laughs> So, okay, now we cut back to the, the mayor at the newspaper trying to get her to print his filthy pictures. And this is such a weird fucking scene because he, he's, okay, so now we're, he, now he's full blown, uh, full on evil, but he doesn't do anything evil. No. He just says stuff in an evil way. Oh, he's got an apple. He brought an apple like with him apple. for illustration. But it's, well, he he didn't even bring the apple. That was the crazy part to me. He shows up and there's an apple sitting on her desk, and they're like, yeah, obviously set this up to make a stupid fucking apple metaphor. But the, the apple's already sitting there, and he picks it up and he offers it to the news lady, her <laughs> apple to her. <laughs> yeah. Do you and want your like, apple? Uh, <laughs> uh, no thanks. Uh, I, I I might eat it late. I I don't know. What what are you doing? I'm not. But like, also. Like, they've seen in movies before where a character will pick something up and use it as a metaphor. So they wanted to do that, but they didn't understand the concept of metaphors. Because all he does is he picks it up and he goes, apples are a wonderful creation. Very tempting. And that's it. Like, there's no reason for him. He doesn't right. like, he's Which like, he doesn't so then say questions. like, first of all, are they, does he mean they're a creation of God or does he mean like people made apples? I guess. Right. Maybe he thinks there's an apple factory. So, I don't so know. So intelligently designed. But he, does, but he never does, says like these things anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dave Apple. So, but, but he also doesn't say anything like this apple is like a blank or anything. There's just, he's just like looking at an apple being evil. Yep. Seems to be made by a watchmaker. This is fascinating. <laughs> Look at this apple. And she goes, she goes like, yeah, man, I run the newspaper. I'm not going to do it. And he goes, I'm going to be the mayor. I run everything. 
No, like, no, that's no, not that's how the mayor works. <laughs> the mayor doesn't run anything. I don't know about no, your not town. really. I grew up in a town where the mayor would come and be like, "Hey, we got a new sports center. Let me cut that thing. Thanks for the twelve grand a year. I'm going to go back to the car dealership where I work." <laughs> right. <laughs> but apparently, this mayor thinks it makes him grand high emperor. I, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> it's a prima fucking nocta. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, before you diversionalize that girl, uh, I am the mayor. All right, go on. <laughs> and so then we, uh, we cut back over to, uh, Pastor Droopy praying over the drifter. And then we, if I'm not mistaken, we flash back to a scene in the movie where someone was flashing back yes. to another scene. I don't even know at this point. It's just like fucking <laughs> Russian nesting dolls of flashbacks. Yeah, this movie was like 45 minutes long until they decided to have a flashback of everything that happened. Yeah. And <laughs> that's how they got up to 90. And some of the stuff they flashed back to multiple movie. times. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That could have been the tagline. <laughs> Oh, I, I wrote in my notes, I wonder if we're going to have to watch 100% of this movie over again. You know, mm-hmm. like hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so now we got the pastor, and he's falling asleep reading the Bible. Somebody knocks on his door, he opens it up, and it's John Bon Jesus, the newspaper lady, and Groot's sister. Right. Um, hey, the, it's old, the cast <laughs> of the film. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> Everybody but the mayor shows up to talk to them about how to, how to save the, uh, the church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, the, they start off by asking how the drifter is. And this is where he says, well, you know, the docs checked on him every day. So we're supposed to believe, first of all, for multiple days that he's been sitting in the back there, not getting fluids and not having his shit cleaned up. But the other thing is that we're, this doctor is like, driving out here once per day to check on this dude like what an incredible waste of the doctor's fucking time yeah well thanks bernie sanders see this is the problem people when you get <laughs> universal health care you force doctors at gunpoint because look here's the thing i've been watching some Stephen molyneux and if you had one doctor in the world oh, i just i need quick 45 minutes to walk people through this thought yeah, experiment right, it doesn't matter <laughs> you could tax everybody at 700 percent and then it would still not have enough money for that one doctor. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, so basically, they're all trying to talk the pastor into fighting to save the church from being relocated to a better facility. And of course, they have one simple question to ask of him that changes his mind. And because because they keep calling him Reverend, and he keeps getting mad about it. He's, He's like, going, "Guys, I'm not." Stop the- calling me that. Yeah, right. It's like but, uh, it's like in high school when everyone called me chub tits. <laughs> Come on, guys, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, but I guess being a pastor is like being in the mafia or the Latin Kings or something. You have to be like punched out or something. I don't, I don't know. But he's still a pastor, damn it, because uh, they keep pulling him back in. And of course, uh, you know the 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 scene ends with him saying, "Oh, oh no, I'm sorry." This scene ends with the single worst moment in my entire life. All right, so I, I just want to want to throw this out. Before we watch this movie, Eli watched it before me, and he sent me a message that said, this may be the worst movie that we've ever watched. And I was like, there's no fucking way this is the worst. There, there can't be a worse movie than the worst movie we've watched. And for the first hour or so of this movie, I'm like, yeah, I don't think, I think Eli was exaggerating. And then we get to this moment where all of the, the characters agree that they're going to save the church and they're going to like, you know, what would Jesus do their way through all the problems that they arrive at? So then we actually get the scene where they all put their hands in the center and he goes, can I get a WWJD? 
Yeah, it was fucking awful. They needed some Ray Lewis in that huddle, man. That was fucking <laughs> impressive. It was not good. Also, Jesus when on three. One, two, three, Jesus. And he says, I want to get one thing straight. I wanted him so bad to be like, I want pussy on tap. No headaches, <laughs> no excuses. You too, Nickelback Jr. <laughs> I get in a hole when I want to be in a hole. <laughs> I hate this movie more than anything in the world. Oh, Jesus. I have not hated a movie we've watched more than anything in the world as for a long time. I hated this movie. So now we move to by far the most insane scene in this movie. This is the, uh, we cut to the construction crew that is there to tear down the church. Right. And I guess Henry the pastor is going to Tiananmen square the bulldozers. Right. <laughs> Because he runs out and he goes, stop, you can't do this. And instead of someone going, hey, call the cops, the mayor goes, the mayor goes, run him over. Yes! He does! Run him over! Run him over! And the construction guy thinks about it! Yeah, he thinks like, boss, is that a union thing? Are we allowed to murder a man? How? <laughs> it's under M for manslaughter. <laughs> so yeah, so he he kicks the guy. The guy's like, I'm not, you know, I don't run people over with this. I just destroy buildings and pick shit up with it. And he's like, well, get out of the way, then I'll murder him. And the construction guy's like, oh, okay, well, right, if you're yeah, going to do it, then I do it. Sure, that'll absolutely. be fine. <laughs> and listen, sorry, we but- all know that that's not realistic because we all know that a construction worker would never let a non-union person operate union machinery. Am I he right? He didn't Come on, even people. have a fucking uh, helmet. He didn't even have a safety helmet. It was ridiculous. <laughs> totally unbelievable scene. Also, what exactly is their first move with that tiny fucking bulldozer it's like my first bulldozer from play school you can't just demolish an entire multi-story stone and cement building by ramming it with a tonka truck and there's two guys with shovels and that this is is for the garden mostly (laughs) yeah right right we're just gonna upturn that a bit but also like i'm just trying to picture this scene if he'd run the guy over because like the bulldozer wouldn't have killed him. It's not like a tank or anything. It would have just pushed him along, right? Ow, ow, ow. You're putting like, pressure ow. on me. You're scuffing my shoes. You're scuffing my shoes. Quit it. Quit it. Ooh. I'm crawl- I'm inside the little shovel thing. You can't get me. I'm inside here. Good luck picking up anything. <laughs> gotcha. But luckily for um him and unluckily for us, we don't get to see how that goes because Lockjaw shows up with paperwork at the last minute. That's- right. She goes, this paperwork overrules the other paperwork, Mr. York. Sorry, but this scene makes perfect sense. You can't run over the minister and destroy the building with that golf cart. You're, uh, no. Well, but also this is where we learn that she owns the property. Right. So, like, is she the one that he owes the money that they're trying to raise to? She's the one closing on him? Right. Who knows? This- <laughs> Nobody no who made this movie sense. knows how anything works. You can't no. cancel a demolition day. I, doesn't, none of it makes sense. Also, all the shit's still inside the church. Because then <laughs> immediately afterwards he goes, come on, everybody, this church is open. And the chairs are still there. The crucifix yeah. is still in there. They were just going to demolish it with all the fuck with the fridge. And the homeless guy was still in there. Right. <laughs> the homeless guy was still in there when they were demolishing this building. <laughs> they did not remove him. Just imploded on him. Oh, shit. 
So then they have the big, like, they, t- they tear down the caution, do not cross tape. Everybody yells hooray, and they go in the church. And then they have this great scene where they're all sitting around, and, and he's going, like, look, if any of you want out. And I'm like, out of what? You're not doing a There's thing. No this isn't like There's nothing. Yeah, this has even started a revolution. You haven't even taken over a fucking bird watching station in Oregon, people. (laughs) And then the the movie was three minutes short, so they have the world's shortest betrayal and forgiveness scene. (laughs) For no fucking reason. reason. It never matters. She goes, so real estate lady, uh, Vin Diesel in a wig, is like, uh, I'm the one who owns your mom's house. I'm the one who kicked you out. And he's like, fuck you. You're a monster. You're no better than the mayor who is basically hitler even though he's just sort of talked scary <laughs> and tried to kill somebody with a bulldozer and then the pastor's like hey hey man what would jesus do and he's like oh okay cool we're good we're good well but also <laughs> like he even says at one point he's like you were gonna throw my family out in the cold and i'm like it's not cold it's like it's obviously nobody's even wearing a jacket you when they're outside to you were gonna National throw Park. your family out in the cold remember what? you could have <laughs> scenes ago when you could have kept your family in and paid rent like a human is supposed to and you were like no jesus would only want me to sing songs about him he's the fucking kim jong-un of religious deities and he wouldn't like any songs that weren't about him so sorry mom out in the cold you go right. or the warm yeah right yeah exactly out into the 81 degrees and sunny um so but then she has this epiphany okay again this is the extent to which this movie doesn't understand how earth works she says i'll talk to mr clayton who is apparently the rango the fucking lizard man from earlier and she says we'll give we'll put all of those homeless people back in their houses right so just everyone in this town gets a free house yep so like this movie is proposing communism except for this one lady pays for all of it no communists there are fucking howard zinn would be like come on now guys that's a little unrealistic we gotta (laughs) keep it that's not how it works yeah so and and then also they're they're like they you know she she tells everybody hey if mr york gets elected then gambling will become legal how and and okay i guess that's how things also work in this universe that we're in um and somebody says like well the problem is the people right we gotta take away his people are you suggesting killing everyone in town? Cause that's- I wouldn't be surprised. If the, if the suggestion was we need to kill everyone in town and then we're not gonna take it started to play while they murdered everybody with sides, I'd be like, sure! Sure, why not, movie? Why the fuck not? It's in the universe that you've set up, that might just be moral. We don't know. What would Jesus do? They're not- They're olive trees that haven't bared fruit. There you go. <laughs> So, so now Pastor Droopy Dog, uh, wants the homeless people to not vote for, for York. So he goes to the town square where all of the homeless people hang out. With a, a homeless outlaw biker gang that apparently <laughs> controls the political scene in Raymond, right. California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This whole movie. So he gets on the stage that they have set up at the homeless hangout. Right. And, uh, <laughs> he starts talking to him and he's, and he, and, and, and he's doing a, quite a pissy job for somebody who's, like, you know, spoken in front of crowds his entire life. But basically his message is, um, well, Mr. York is just offering jobs. I'm offering the ability to withstand snake venom and move mountains with mustard seeds and shit. And everybody uh, in the crowd is like, boo, murder him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Not only do they throw shit at him and run him off stage, but like, 
One guy chases after him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys watch? Oh, that? yes. So yeah. there's the guy chasing the pastor and the, the chaser guy that he trips on absolutely nothing and he does a dive roll. Yep. But, but then the guy does another dive roll in the wrong direction before he gets out of the frame. He's already like running back toward craft services before he's out of the shot. Cool. Come it's on. Taco Tuesday. Fuck. Uh, dive roll. <laughs> <laughs> and it was definitely, I, this was definitely accidental. The guy that was chasing him definitely was not <laughs> supposed to fall down here. Oh, yeah. It was like in, uh, Dr. Strangelove. That's it. But okay. So now for no reason whatsoever, the fat guy that was chasing him falls down and just decides to change his mind and not chase <laughs> him. back the other direction. But there's a different fat guy. That's waiting for him. Our mugger to... from the beginning. Right, right. Yeah, the mugger that, that we, we heard from earlier in the clip. But, but you can't tell it's him right away. The, the mugger <laughs> attacks he's wearing a him, hat. But you can't tell because wearing a very small hat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then the evil mugger reveals his true identity by taking <laughs> off the very small hat. And then they understand what's happening. Made, it made Clark's, Clark Kent's disguise look good. Yeah, yeah. So the mugger with the heart of the gold uh, uh, tries to mug him, and he's like, give me the cross. And he's like, but it was from my wife. Well, he's wait, like, wait, oh, wait. well, shucks. He, he, <laughs> takes, he takes the guy's wallet, and then mm-hmm. he opens his shirt, and he is wearing a woman's cross. He is wearing the piece of jewelry that the wife is wearing at the beginning of the movie. So he's wearing mm-hmm. this very feminine cross from like K jewelers. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, give me that cross. Also, why are you wearing that? That's very clearly women's jewelry. He's like, no, this is my wife's. And he's like, so are her panties. Yeah, I'm wearing those too. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Tiffany's. It's lovely. I'm a winter. <laughs> so, so then they have this heart to heart. He has this heart to heart with the mugger and the mugger's like, do you remember me? And he's like, no. And then he pulls off the little hat. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, I, I didn't I, recognize him I, without that yarmulke. Perfect. Yeah, now I recognize it was you. Rabbi, whatever, whatever. The end of Scooby-Doo. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, and, and, and apparently this is a guy that he tried to help many moons ago and he was getting his life back on track. But when this guy heard about what happened to Pastor Henry's family, he decided that there was no God and went back to his evil ways. To which the pastor says, oh, no, it's not that there's no God-friendly mugger person. It's that he's evil as fuck and just likes killing people's families. So they become friends. Friends, yeah. They, they go get coffee, yep. I believe. Yeah. They go that actually happens. Coffee together. And he calls him Padre for some reason. Yeah. He's just like, come on, Padre. And I'm like, nope, that's what? All right. Yeah. So now we cut back to Virginia. That was, uh, that was strong jaw real estate lady there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, she's talking to the lizard man. And I guess, I guess she's telling lizard man that she wants to buy all the properties he owns so that he can, she can let homeless people live in them for free. Right. I think that's what's <laughs> they, happening. They do not explain that. And in response, in this, that would uh, make sense. The, the people that Johnny Depp imagined in leaving Las Vegas is like, <laughs> none of you are Jesus. None of you yes. are Jesus. <laughs> so, yes, for the second time, someone needs to explain that they're not Jesus and that's not what, what would Jesus do. But I also love that he's like, hey, you know, Virginia, you've met my kid. He's a fucking idiot. He says, I, yeah, he's like, yeah, my kid's not so bright. I just want to have something to leave, leave him. him some money, because he's not going to be able to make it on his own. So, you know. Oh, I would pay all the money in the world for a flash kit to some kid wearing a helmet just being like, no, 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 I don't think that's even going to take billionaire money. I think I can knock that out by the end of the day. Exactly. I got you covered. 
There's a hospital near me. <laughs> Why are you filming my kid? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I'm not hurting anybody. <laughs> so, so then uh, she, she's leaving. Virginia's leaving the office or whatever. And Mr. York, the mayor wannabe guy, runs out in front of her car to be evil. Mm-hmm. And and she gets out of the car. She's like, "What are you doing?" And he grabs her and he like slams her up against the fucking fence. And he's just like, "I'm the bad guy. I haven't done anything <laughs> bad in a while." So right. and then a, a random homeless girl mm-hmm. wanders in. And she's like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And he's like, "I'll see oh, you dress. later." And it's like, "Call the cops. He just assaulted you. Yeah. Hey, you're trying to sabotage his mayoral campaign. How about suing him for assault?" That'll help. That would, that would help with witnesses. <laughs> now, Get into that paper. Now, I want to point this out because this we're an hour and six minutes or so into this movie, and we're about to meet who turn, a, a, a character that turns out to be like basically a pivotal character in the movie. Ish, because she doesn't really have any effect. Well, it, but no one has any effect. We spend, a, has any effect spend on a bunch anything, of time with so. her for no reason. She's just <laughs> like fair. a weird side story for Victoria for no reason. Yeah, yeah, and and this is, again, this is, okay, so she's this smoking hot little white chick, but you can tell she's homeless because she's got mud smeared on her face yes. like homeless people do. Yes, she's very Dickensian, <laughs> chimney sweep yeah, right. union. So she says, get in the car, I'm going to take you home with me, Um and she's like, yeah, okay, whatever, and they sit there and talk in the car, and this is like... This is so a MILF teaches sex porn opening. There's oh, no absolute, other reason. There's no question. I kept being like, okay, now choke me with the seatbelt while I finger myself and I'll give you $40. <laughs> right. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that video comes from. So, so we go back to her mansion where she's now invited a random homeless person to live with her. And, okay, so this is what Christians seem to think that us secular people wonder. Because the, the, the homeless girl says to her, she's like, how did you become like this? You know, nice and kind. Like, like, like you have to have a reason to be nice and kind. Like something has to happen in your life right. to make you decide that being nice is a good idea. But I love that her first response, she's like, how did you get like this? And she's like, oh, I inherited a shit ton of money. My dad handled Nazi gold during World War II. And she's like, no, 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 no. I, just, I mean that you're nice. And she's like, oh, um, I got religion. I got a fake, I got an invisible friend. He, otherwise, I would just be raping you right now. He's like, oh, I can rape buffet. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably know what that's like. You're a hot person who's been homeless for 10 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, you understand. You understand. You showered so, in my home. <laughs> yeah, and also, can we point out that too, by the way, because when, we, when we're first introduced to this character, it's just a mom and a daughter that own a lot of real estate and have a lot of money. We don't find out until later that they, you know, it was dad who had all the money and she, he, uh, he just left it. To her, so we can't have a fucking female character in the movie that actually made money of her own, right? You know, we can't have like a successful fucking female character in the movie if she would wasn't handed the money by some man. But yeah, whatever. Anyway, so she leaves the fucking room, so the girl can shoot up in her bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> and mom shows up once again to interject some sanity into the moment. So she must be fucking evil and says like, "Hey, um." That's a homeless girl that you don't know. She's going to rob you blind. Yes, that's exactly how that ends. Yes. She calls up a few friends and she says, hey, you guys aren't going to believe how stupid this fucking idiot is. Let's come in here and like murder her and her mother and take all their shit. Yeah. That's how that story goes. <laughs> you guys see Clockwork Orange? Yeah, yeah. we're going to do right. a, a classic Clockwork Orange on this lady and her mom. 
And her mom, by the way, her mom doesn't say, kick her out into the street. She goes, let's get her a no. hotel room and give her some money for food. To which her daughter responds, all you do is think about money. And she's like, for what? food. For food. For yeah. the yeah. Yeah, to purchase you it. to where I sleep. You moron. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not what, stop thinking of, that's not where that sentence goes. You don't say stop thinking about money when someone's trying to give it to homeless people. The mom's looking at her and she's like, oh, I had a coat hanger hanging two inches outside of my veg. I chickened the fuck out. So now we, because listen, if we haven't introduced enough characters in the last <laughs> 10 minutes of this movie, now it's time for us to really connect to the fat Mexican maid. That's been in the background a couple of times, but otherwise hasn't even gotten a name. Right. Yes. And so she sits her down and she's like, and this is super duper insulting because she's oh, yes. basically like, so Maria, her name's Maria, of course, because she's a Mexican. Uh, mm. She's like, Maria, you've been a true and loyal friend for all these years. And Maria's like, you don't have to say that to me. She has the most insulting <laughs> accent of any character ever. She goes, please call me Virginia, or as you might say, partainter. <laughs> like, well, you can just see the director behind the fucking uh, camera going, more Mexican, more Mexican. More Mexican. Here, uh, watch this Jeff Dunham special. That'll give you a good... <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going for right here. Uh, so she gives her a raise... Um, and then makes her some tea because that's what Jesus would do, or that's what she says. That's fucking bullshit. If Jesus was there, he'd have made the Mexican lady slather him with nard cream or something. Oh, this is going to sound she- weird, but I need you to wash my feet. <laughs> oh, wash them good. Wash them clean because they're so dirty, Maria. They are so dirty, me, sir, Jesus, man. So dirty, me. <laughs> So, so now we get the old, the, um, homeless girl. She wakes up that morning and comes out for breakfast and, and Virginia's not there. So she's with the, with the grandma who at first is just treating her like just, you know, something that she scraped off a shoe. Right. She very clearly says, you don't look like you belong on the streets. You're white. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. The implication is very clearly you are white. Yes. <laughs> the grandma says, so, uh, you're the, this is a, this is an exact quote. So, you're the girl from the street my daughter brought home last night. I didn't, I did not expect to hear that sentence in this movie. <laughs> exactly. that, that's how like milf on gilf porn starts. Yes. Not a line from a Christian movie. It's also how my mom meets all my girlfriends. So, you know, it's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. So then we get the story of how she became homeless. And once again, it's this stupid fucking Christian movie, idyllic universe where everyone who is homeless is homeless because like mom died of cancer or something. You know, like I, I just want I want somebody in a movie to be homeless and they ask them why they're homeless they're like yeah a lot of heroin and shit yeah exactly see I was dating this pharmacy assistant which means he could get <laughs> Sudafed anytime he wanted to and we were cooking he died in the fire and I just took the bag I went to Arizona and I fucking methed my way all the way to California I did three throated porns before, all, before I got arrested for being under the age of 18 but then I made bail money with the meth I sold to the sheriff at the time and I just came down to this town I'm just hanging out waiting for all that to blow over. Anyways, how did you get into this house? <laughs> What's going on? Why is the oh, maid shit. crying? So now clearly she's upset. So the old old lady wants to hear more. She's basically like, tell me more of why you're homeless and how your mother died of cancer. I need your your tears to salt my eggs. <laughs> um, but then they decide that they're friends now. The, the old lady feels bad for them. So they go 
on a shopping, shopping spree, and I wanted so bad for a mon- a shopping montage of like perfect day with her doing dun, math dun, in the dun, dressing dun, room. Dun, so I'd be dun, like, dun, "What dun, about dun, this dress? Dun, 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 How about dun, dun, this dress? Dun, dun, math." <laughs> <laughs> so while they're they're painting over some graffiti. With, with an eyeliner brush. Yeah, they've just right? got like That's not how that goes. <laughs> You'd lose a fucking roller. <laughs> but no, they've got lo- the fucking brush that comes with uh, Crayola watercolor. Right, exactly. They're going, they're going over, over the it. And the, uh, the young girl is the, the homeless girl. She's like, so how do you like being in a house instead of on the street? And she's like, yeah, lady. I mean, I like living in a house. <laughs> you know, the last guy who I live with made me listen to his podcast, so this is pretty <laughs> – other than that. Also, something about his feet, making me wash his feet. Oh, that is what Jesus would do. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So she gives her a, a set of keys to the house. I thought she was going to give her her own house for a second they when just, she pulls out. Just like, now, you have a house, 17-year-old. Go. Well, apparently she's doing that with all the homeless people in town, so this girl got screwed. She has to just share a house, but – now, this is maybe even the most insane, like, this isn't how Earth operates moment in the movie. Because when she looks at the keys, she says, sees the, the initials LP on them, which I guess means that the mom, the, the, the Virginia, the, the lockjaw lady. Right. The womp in a wig. Is, is, <laughs> is adopting. Yeah. She's like, I want you to be my daughter. Yes, she actually says that. With I want chain. you to forget about your cancer mom and abandon her name and take mine instead. I I felt fucking crazy. I even Googled it. I was like, is that a thing? That's no, got to be a thing. No, because I was like, no one is that wrong, but they are. <laughs> they, they are <laughs> that wrong. So, okay, so now we cut to the big election rally, which they're having in the middle of the night in the same place that he got booed away from all of the um bums early. And I, I, this is one of those, and we get a lot of these in these Christian movies, but this is one of those, like, very tight shots of big crowds because they only had nine people. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the mayor shows up to her rally and gets on stage. What the fuck? Like, this town has no cops. There's no police. No. no one ever goes, hey, man, that's not allowed. You're, call the cops. But he gets on stage and he's like, and he delivers an evil monologue to try and sway them. He's like, you don't tell me what to do. You people think Jesus is good, but it's just (laughs) fucking nonsensical. And then he runs away. Well, and also, okay, so, well, they go back and forth. This goes on forever with like one of them grabbing the mic and then the other one grabbing the mic from him. And then the third person grabs the mic from him. But. During they have, a, they have a little banter, yeah, yeah. It's between and, you and me, York, it ends right here, right now. The climax of the movie is right now, right now. <laughs> very, very close. And also, and then, then the mayor closes, or the the wannabe mayor closes his his impromptu interruption speech, basically by saying, "These people need me, not a bunch of Jesus freaks." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's something that American politicians say in public." God, if I had a nickel for every time a political candidate gets up and just starts shitting all over religion. <laughs> <laughs> And then we Has cut. Stop. We cut to a reporter who's basically saying, um, "Yeah, you know, remember there was an election. Anyway, yeah, the uh, the bad guy lost, yeah. and um, Virginia won, because you know we don't know how this shit works. Right? Apparently, and- she uh, fucking." Uh, jumped into the race three days before right, she the election. But she still won, and because she won, cancer guy is completely fine. Gets yes. up, puts his camo jacket on, and just 
hitchhikes his way out of town. <laughs> and if you think, hey, are people concerned about that? Nope. No. We see characters no. go, where Absolutely is he? Not. I don't know. I guess he wandered off. Doesn't he have super bad cancer? Not the point. Yep. Let's go listen to a shitty Christian <laughs> rock song. <laughs> Should we call the police and have somebody look for him? Or is it? No, no, no. Nah, I'm sure he's fine. He's fine. Anyway, so yeah. Th- th- then he gives him the... um. He gets up it was, uh, to, to do his sermon. Pastor Henry, you know, congratulates Virginia for being the new mayor. Uh, we get the implication that maybe the two of them are fucking or planning on it. Right. Uh, Virginia he and Pastor Henry. He did invite me to the picnic. <laughs> yeah, The yeah. picnic in his asshole. That's <laughs> <laughs> lots of syrup. Um, and then we get, okay, so Ma- <laughs> Max, who did not. Uh, <laughs> syrup hit me late. <laughs> it sticks with you. It yeah. sticks jelly, with you. Whatever. It's a little aftertaste. So the, now the movie is over. It could be over. It would be nice if it was over. But we end up instead with uh, Max's fucking song. We have to, because, yeah, we have to listen to the whole goddamn uh, What Would Jesus Do song. So Max gets up to sing his song. and, and Which, by the way, the very first line yep. of this song is bitching about the lack of forced prayer in public schools. They forced Christian praying prayer. in school yes. yesterday. Yes, that's the fucking first <laughs> line of this song. It's like, damn it, we can't force the kids to be Christian anymore. Go online and it's called What Would Jesus Do? Just look up What Would Jesus Do? song. Listen to this fucking song. It's a nightmare. It's basically like, would Jesus put up with your shit? Or would he throw his hands up in the air and be like, fuck you guys, you're all Jews. You're all Jews and fags. <laughs> That's probably what he'd do. <laughs> Something like that. So, and then, like, while he's playing his song, somebody starts, stands up and starts doing the clap one or whatever, guy, you know? One guy. Yeah, and one they, guy. The clap yeah. is so off so, in this it's movie. It's off yes. by a lot. It's it off really by a lot. is. I wanted so bad for Max to just stop playing and say, sir, could you wait until I'm finished? <laughs> yeah. And like, then clap. The like, Will Ferrell doing a cowbell. Just whenever they want. Just like, yes. what would Jesus, what would Jesus, <laughs> what would you <laughs> Never match the song at all. At all. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, God, they were so white. Well, obviously, thumbs far down enough for this movie would require numerous advances in drilling t- technology. So instead, I'll simply ask you, Heath, what would Jesus do to you in an elevator that would be worse than watching this movie? <laughs> right. I'll say um, if I got stuck between floors with Michael Shermer and we had to watch this movie on repeat for several hours, that would be worse. Allegedly. That would be, worse. Allegedly. That would be allegedly. allegedly worse. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and Eli, what would Jesus do? At open mic night, if he wanted to be less entertaining than this movie. Oh, um, I'm gonna say, uh, ask his girlfriend in the audience to get back together with him. <laughs> Come on, Karen. We're so great together. Listen, guys, I usually try and bring the funny, but like, we just had this conversation before I came up here, and I don't want to lose my spot. You know, time is money, but it's like, do you remember we made love? Under the stars. <laughs> and you said you'd never come before. <laughs> Boo, I lied. <laughs> oh, shit. And, well, I guess that's going to do it for our review of What Would Jesus Do? That's not going to do it for the episode quite yet, because, damn it, if there aren't still some Christian movies to review. So, Eli, 
please tell me this movie doesn't have a sequel. Go fuck yourself. It does God. have a sequel. <laughs> fucking no. does. It fucking does. No. With Johnny Ratzenberger once yeah, again. That's right. Fucking what would Jesus again. do to the woodcarver? The woodcarver. <laughs> but don't worry. Okay. None of the characters are the same, and the plot has nothing to do with the previous <laughs> plot. Apparently yeah. not. Apparently, no. apparently a kid vandalizes a church and then avoids criminal charges by working as an apprentice for John Ratzenberger, the... Master Whittler in the town. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yes. This one's free on YouTube, though. Yeah, it is free. So it's on, got that going. It is free on it. YouTube, which is an advantage. Also, I just want to point out, um, this movie has less to do with its previous movie than Butt Sluts Two has to do with Butt Sluts One. <laughs> At least Asa was in both of them. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's all I'm saying, people. <laughs> Sasha Gray at least pretended to be the same person. She had the same name. All right, it's fine. Yeah. I felt like those two you mentioned transitioned well. Whatever. <laughs> I guess that's uh, with all that to look forward to. We're going to bring episode 22 to a merciful close. Once again, huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that helped make the show go. If you would like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Burn beer, chicken beer, beer. All the other homeless people, besides hot, part Latina girl, remained homeless because they are physically unattractive. They continue spending their days smudging each other's faces with dirt. Virginia went home and paid more Mexicans to be her friends. They put up with her constant Speedy Gonzalez impressions and culturally incessant of questions about beans and fart porn because they needed money and she owns their homes. Jesus Bum was eventually arrested in a town that actually had cops, despite his protestations that he wasn't hurting anybody as he took a shit in the town library. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.